0: I think that was a collective head slap from everybody when we saw that drop. Hello and welcome to BetQL Daily presented by MGM, Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth here with you from 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Listen to the show on the Odyssey app, watch the show on twitch.tv slash and YouTube and follow us on X at BetQL Daily. Joining us on the program today, Michael Felder shares his thoughts on the game between Michigan and Ohio State and he helps us get ready for preparing our Thanksgiving feast. But first, a little bit of NFL breaking news that we will get into later this segment. It is that the Steelers have fired their offensive coordinator, Matt Canada. And this matters a great deal when it comes to the AFC playoff picture because the Kansas City Chiefs lose outright to the Philadelphia Eagles 21-17. KC shut out in the second half. Philly not only covers the plus three, they win the game outright. This game goes under. Judson Watson with the first touchdown, Hurts two-plus touchdowns, unders in all the passing props, but overs on Mahomes and Hurts rushing props. And there are a ton of futures implications from this one Monday night game alone. But, Joe, what stands out to you as far as last night?
2: Uh, thank God I don't have to hear Steelers fans cry about Matt Canada this, Matt Canada that. Like, um, <laughs> you have a bad quarterback, guys. I don't know if th- you're going to bring in some magician that's going to suddenly fix things. But, yeah, we'll get to that coming up. Oh, man. Uh, as far as last night. Well, first off, the reaction to last night. I, yeah, I, I guess the lead is what we heard there in the highlight to start the show. But what I find really interesting um, is no surprise that the winner of last night's game, no matter what numbers they put up, the quarterback was going to be the MVP favorite this morning. Whether you like it or not, that's the case. Jalen Hurts is your MVP favorite, even though he couldn't even get close to the 200-yard mark. Like Passing yards was not a thing last night. A little bit on the ground uh for both teams. But that's not a surprise deserved. I don't know. But what's interesting is we have a three-way tie for your leader in the Super Bowl race right now. That's fascinating to me. San Francisco is part of it with those two teams. Uh, that played last night, Philly and KC. I mean, the drops are going to be the big story. The 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 number one takeaway, I can't believe this is a thing. I saw it everywhere. And then I'm like, that can't be real. It can't be real. Three straight shutouts in the second half from this Chiefs offense. Yeah. Three straight games. Like, what are the excuses? Is, is it all drop? It can't be all drops. Oh, that's a lot of it. And the Kelsey turnover last night. Philadelphia defense, Miami defense, Denver defense. Guys, I mean, we spend a lot of time talking about how Miami is a trending up defense. These are not top five defenses either. This is all on Kansas City. This is Life with Matt Neggy, Casey. Enjoy it.
1: Well, I also think so. it's a little bit arrogant on the chiefs because they have said, Oh, like, well, maybe they didn't come out and quite say it, but the message I got was as long as we have Pat Mahomes and Andy Reed, we don't mm-hmm. need any star wide receivers. And guess what? It is coming back to haunt them right now. Drops everywhere. Even Travis Kelsey had a crucial one. I mean, it's awful what's going on I couldn't believe that stat either about the second half being shut out in three consecutive games but now Philly best record in football and Jalen Hurt says after the game Hey, we're not even playing our best football yet, and they are in the thick of it in terms of their schedule is really tough. Uh, I know Ed and I kind of agree. We've talked about we think they'll probably lose to the Cowboys, but other than that, I think they have a lot of confidence, you know, moving forward. And this was just, you know, icing on the cake for them in terms of the Super Bowl revenge. But I just think that this could be a year in terms of MVP where maybe. We were talking about it. You know, Jalen Hurts probably going to be the favorite, but will a non-quarterback win it this year?
0: Well, Hurts is right about one thing. They didn't play their best football, uh, not by any stretch. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's insane to me that A.J. Brown uh, was almost a non-factor in this game. And what was the thing is that, like, the passing attack completely revolves around A.J. Brown for the Eagles. But the fact that they were able to go to Devontae Smith and other guys like that, uh, even without Dallas Goddard there, uh, that to me was in some ways impressive. Yeah, the weather was such to where, you know, you're probably going to rely on the rushing attack a little bit more. uh, But still, though, when it comes to Kansas City's offense— These drops, you know, drops are a really tricky thing because you don't exactly know if a drop is a drop. Maybe the ball was thrown badly, those kinds of things. And so that's definitely an issue here. But one of the things that I did, a super quick spot check here, was just looking at the last few seasons, which offenses had the highest drop rate and the lowest drop rates. And you know what, guys? Super Bowl winners and Super Bowl participants They don't have drop problems for the most part. Like there might be high-profile ones or high-leverage situations, but they don't have the problems that Kansas City is suffering through right now. And Mm -hmm. they've tried to draft wide receivers highly in you know the last few drafts. And look, some of them are young. Some of them may may need some time to develop. But if Travis Kelsey is Mm -hmm. dropping a pass, if Justin Watson is dropping a few in high-leverage situations. Some of that is just, okay, you know, are the footballs wet? Uh, is that a problem? Uh, is this something that's going to last? Because, look, Joe, we are 11 weeks into the season. We are 11 weeks into the season. Mm-hmm. If there is a drop problem, I don't know how this gets fixed anytime soon. And I'm curious if you think if all of these drops are going to add up to where normally Pat Mahomes is as reliable as they come. But with these drops that are happening time and time again in high leverage spots, are they reliable? Is it reliable? Or are there other offenses that you like a little bit more to possibly get this one seed in the AFC?
2: Yeah, that's why I don't think this is an overreaction. This has been a story since the season started, since we had the season opener with the Chiefs. And I thought coming out of the bye, because the drops have been such a problem, like, it's been their only issue for the most part. Like rushing defense, yes, a little bit. And we saw that uh, some last night. Swift, by the way, back on track. He had a really strong game for that Eagles uh, run game. But I thought they were going to try and work in some of their other guys a little bit more. Okay, Nicole Hardman. I thought he would get more time. We saw Tony early on. They made it a point to get him involved. And then what happened? By the end, they were going to the same guys that have been dropping passes. And and you're right. Like Sometimes we don't know. Are they catchable balls? Here's what we do know. Those high-leverage spots, MVS, Mahomes could not have thrown a more perfect pass. Watson needs to make that grab. And it's the same guys again and again. And we're way past the trade deadline. There's no help waiting out there. Man, uh, this is legitimate. And, you know, another one of my big takeaways, as we all know, Baltimore right now, they have the leg up for the bye. And we, we know how important the buy is. But I would say, especially for Kansas City, which sounds like a crazy thought because they have the best quarterback in the world. But I would say, especially for Kansas City, because the more opportunities that these wide receivers have to mess it up for them, they're li- more likely to mess it up for them. So this buy is massive, massive for the Chiefs.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was reading some of the comments on social media of fans just like, you get paid millions to make this catch. <laughs> like, they are just outraged by it, you know? And and I think because it, ty- it was in response to Tyreek Hill saying, hey, you know, some people say- think this uh, catch is easy or something under the bright lights. But – I do kind of agree with the fans here. I mean, you do get paid like twenty million a year to practice this and make some catches. It's not just one game. This has been going on all season. MVS has been doing this since he was with the Packers.
0: Yeah. So I think
1: there's something, there's something that's Yeah, yeah. exactly.
0: He was dropping balls before it got popular, like before it was in style. He was doing it (laughs) now, uh, like everybody's doing it. It's it's contagious over there. I I am curious, though, when it comes to, say, like the MVP market, because Jalen Hurts, it wasn't that great of a game. But now he's the favorite. Uh, Pat Mahomes, you know, he lost. And so now there there is this kind of quagmire in the AFC where no one team is standing out. Uh, Mm -hmm. But what is this going to mean going forward? Because certainly as AFC teams are vying for position, it may stay that way throughout the rest of the season. Meanwhile, in the NFC, There's a clear-cut tier. I mean, the Eagles uh, have the best record right now, but the Dallas Cowboys look fantastic. Uh, Later in the show, I will make another argument for Brock Purdy for MVP. Uh, But the Lions are also really good. And so I wonder if you're looking for MVP candidates, if it's just easier to look at the NFC because it's a good bit more clear-cut.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's tough. You you look at the results of this weekend, and yes, Hertz won the biggest game of the week, and it was an island game, so he's going to be the favorite. But can we sit there and say there's a favorite? Numbers-wise, yes, there's a favorite, but I don't know that there is. And then Lamar, everybody's going to point to the Burrow injury in that game. He really didn't have a, a chance to to ball out. And then Mahomes, and then Tua was somewhat disappointing in a very tight game against the Vegas Raiders. I. If we have to vote today, like it's hard. I, am mm-hmm. I voting Hertz, Lamar, Mahomes? I'm probably not. And I railed against people that were talking up Stroud. I've said, I've done the same thing with Purdy. And you know what? Dak's in the conversation. If Hertz is the favorite, Dak has to be in the conversation. He has to be. Probably not going to win the division, but I'm saying in the conversation. I'm not saying he's getting my vote. I mean, it's I I don't know what you do at this point and the rest of the season. We'll figure it out. But is Mahomes going to be out? Does anybody believe these receivers are going to turn it around? When you have a guy that's won multiple times, I think a lot of voters kind of want to look elsewhere anyways. So in our preview to this game, like, okay, these receivers are getting off against the Eagles secondary. But, okay, who's the receiver one? Who's the receiver two? And it was kind of a shrug at the shoulders. And after last night, The targets would suggest that Watson's their number one receiver. If Watson's their number one receiver, they're in bigger trouble than we're suggesting right now. He had 11 targets last night.
1: Yeah, the other thing that I found super interesting about these two quarterbacks, Mahomes, 43 attempts for 177 (laughs) yards versus (laughs) Jalen Hurts. 22 attempts for 150 yards. I mean, Jalen Hurts didn't exactly light things up through the passing game either. I think this is fascinating, and it seems like both MVP and the AFC are wide open this morning.
0: Exactly, and that's why I, I feel like if you're looking for MVP candidates to bet on right now, you're probably likelier to find something in the the NFC because it's a good bit easier to figure out who's good and who stinks. Meanwhile, I mean, what Mm -hmm. was it? Like, you know, Paul and I have been talking about this in terms of like the Jaguars still being very live. If Jacksonville gets the one seed, then it's going to be a very underwhelming one seed. And it's going to be a lot of fun handicapping the playoffs once that time comes. Uh, But also too, like you're seeing other teams in the AFC trying to do whatever they can think to do to try and get a leg up in terms of uh, making the playoffs and getting a good seed, like the Steelers firing Matt Canada, you know, it's something Mm -hmm. where, yes, this offense is going to be a little bit underwhelming, but you feel like with those top two receivers for the Steelers, that maybe they can do just enough. And at least Pittsburgh has enough situational awareness to where you can go, you know what? They know that point differential is terrible. They know they are lucky to have the record that they do. So they might as well do something quasi extreme to at least put themselves in a position to succeed, Joe.
2: And the idea is probably it can't get any worse. It can't. It can't possibly get any worse. There are probably some immediate fixes that are obvious to everyone in that building. And one of them is, why is Najee Harris still getting all this run over over Warren? I mean, Warren, clearly the best back that they have. And, and he adds another dimension to that offense. He should be getting more run. And, and spot-wise, it's, probably a really good spot um if they win that close game is this change being made no it's not just like the bills last week if they end up winning if they don't have 12 guys and special teams on the field missed field goal they win the game they're probably not making a change and then then what happens is past week who knows uh but yeah, like you're going to get some backup quarterback with Cincinnati. Then you got Arizona when the worst defenses around. Then you've got New England. They're they're a dumpster fire right now. Who knows, it's going to be Bailey Zappy. Then you got the Colts. They're a bottom feeder as well. Then you got Cincinnati once again for another backup quarterback. Like the path right here is set up for some Steelers success and if they have that everybody's going to say, "See, it was Canada. I'm not out here you know, here to defend Matt Canada in any way. He should have been fired a long time ago, but timing wise, it's interesting because they better have some success over the next month. I I do think they're going to be in a playoff spot and everybody's going to point to Canada. I think they were on their way to a playoff spot, even before firing Canada. If the, even if they keep, I agree.
1: And they see this morning, they have a path I mean, all the injuries in the AFC, especially at the quarterback position. And then the chiefs lose last night. It's open for them, and they have an opportunity. Mm-hmm.
0: Ten seconds, Joe. Browns 10-1 to 1 to get the one seed in the AFC. You buying?
2: Man, you're asking the Browns guy on the show. I am not buying. I am. Not buying. I am. You're <laughs> not. You are? No. It means I mean, division, think, but I'm one tempted. seed now. I haven't
0: done it yet, but I'm tempted. Okay. Yeah. Wow. It's a, it's a hard one, but we'll continue that one. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, power ranking the NFC wildcard contenders right here on the BetQL Network.
3: We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM
0: on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to Becky UL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Last week for our power rankings, we looked at the AFC wildcard picture. For this installment, we will now look at the NFC wildcard picture. It will also include who we think will be the four seed NFC South. So let's look at who's going to get the four seed, who will get the three wildcard spots, and who will be the first team out. So Aaron, how about you kick it off for us?
1: All right, so I think I might have a little shake-up here. The Uh, NFC South. Somebody has to win it, right? And since this is a betting program, I decided to go where there's a little value. So Saints, they are minus 130 this morning where the Bucs are plus 410. And the Saints are just slightly better than the Bucs in DVOA. I mean, they're really just stacked up right against each other. So I thought... You know what? Why not just go with the Bucks to win the division? The Bucks' remaining schedule doesn't scare me off a ton. I do think there's some winnable games in there. Now, the Saints, they've got Derek Carr dealing with a concussion, a shoulder injury, and then Baker Mayfield has been dealing with a knee lingering knee issue for about a month or so now and then the Falcons just have issues at quarterback all the way together so I thought you know what let's just go with the Bucs to win the division at number four number five we them boys the Cowboys are good (laughs) I have to admit it so they they're gonna be in the playoffs I can't deny it I got to. You know be honest here so there are just some bad teams in the nfc though so i'm gonna throw some shade i mean they they'll be in by default because they are playing well right now things seem to be clicking so i'll i'll give them the fifth (laughs) spot there all right number six we got the lions just kidding. No, we got the we got the Vikings. Lions win the division, but I think what's happening with the Vikings is a great story, but I don't know if they're going to be that good to knock off the Lions and win the division. So I'll put the Vikings at six. Number seven, we have Matthew Stafford. He is back. Sean McVay has this team playing very well. This is partly because I did a Rams to make the playoffs bet, so I can't be out on them just yet. Twentieth in total DVOA. It's gonna be tough, but there are some winnable games. Uh Cardinals, that what will be difficult. Commanders, Giants, maybe the Saints. So uh I put the Rams in at seven and then injuries, it's just over. Tough schedule, but bye, Seahawks. You are not <laughs> making the playoffs. So Bucks, wow. Cowboys, Vikings, Rams, and Seahawks.
0: Trying to think of what reality show you're citing when you're saying Seahawks, you are not making the playoffs. Might be a Mari Povich thing. I don't know. You are not, or or the weakest link, either way. Yes, there we go. Right, yeah, Seahawks, you are not (laughs) the fathers of the (laughs) NFC Wild Card. There is that. (laughs) All right, Uh, some agreement here uh, at the top of the list here. I will start with uh, my NFC South winner, who will get the four seed, and that would be. Uh, there is the disagreement here, though. It's the Saints, definitely taking the Saints mm. here. They suck less than everyone else. That's why they're going to get in. At least the defense is reliable enough. You look at all the possible units in the NFC South. I think the Saints' defense might be the most reliable of say the eight possibilities. Uh, Jameis Winston could get a good connection going with Chris Olave, and I think that's why they'll probably beat the Falcons uh, this weekend. Uh, The Marshawn Lattimore injury does concern me, but I think there's enough depth in that secondary to at least uh, be patchwork enough uh, for the Saints to win enough games uh, against some not so good quarterbacks to where they can take this division and perhaps look unimpressive uh, in doing so. As far as our agreement, uh, Aaron, I will start with the Cowboys uh, getting the first wild card spot. The Eagles win last night leads me to believe that there's just not enough time for the Cowboys to overcome that two game deficit in the division. So they're probably getting a wild card spot. But look, They are going to be insanely dangerous in the playoffs, way more dangerous than they've been over the last couple of years. You cannot play man coverage against Dak Prescott. He will burn you with CeeDee Lamb and Jake Ferguson, et cetera. And I'm also officially more comfortable with, Wide receiver three, wide receiver four. I do think the targets are a good bit better this year than last. And oh, by the way, the Cowboys have a top five defense led by Micah Parsons and company. Even with some of the injuries that they had to sustain early in the year, they have more than made up for that with Deron Bland and company. So the Cowboys are going to be dangerous. Definitely getting a wild card spot. Number six, the Minnesota Vikings. Yes, it was a bad defensive performance Sunday night against the Broncos, but it was also the first time in six games the Vikes' pass defense allowed a passer rating of greater than 82 and a completion percentage over expected of greater than plus two percent. Despite all of the blitzing employed, this pass defense. I really think is getting better and better and better. It's going to keep Minnesota in ball games, And then look at the improved rushing attack. It's not what it was to start the year. So I think all of these added elements, like don't look at Josh Dobbs, look at everything else. You will be impressed with what the Vikings are doing, and I do think they're going to make the playoffs. Number seven. The Green Bay Packers will make the playoffs. The offensive line has been Jordan Love's collective BFF with a pass block win rate ranked second in the league. They could do a much better job run blocking for Aaron Jones and company, yes. But give Love some credit. He is a young quarterback who is continuing to grow into form. That's going to matter a great deal down the stretch. And look, with Christian Watson and other stellar weapons, Jordan Love has many opportunities to succeed. He also is a top 10 play designer who should have never been on the hot seat to begin with. And so coaching will help a lot. And I think that will be the biggest difference maker as to why the Packers will make the playoffs. As far as the first out, I have a tie. I have Seattle. And oh, Tampa get out Bay. of here. No, no, no. I have a Make tie. a decision. It can happen. Make a decision.
2: Come on. I, Ridiculous. Well, what if it ends in a
0: There's tie? There's a tiebreaker. That can
2: happen. There's a tiebreaker, though.
0: There's, There's a tiebreaker. Do I, I have to go through and read up? a bunch of legalese to figure yes. out what the tiebreaker is? You're going to make <laughs> yes. read legalese. Like, Take blow dad. off the law books with all well, the dust perfect. on them. What we the, figure out what the... We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. I the not
2: know. No, what other two teams? Yeah. No, what, I'm asking. Yeah,
0: Learn more at marines.com. Seattle? Seahawks and Bucks? Yeah, Seattle and Tampa Bay. Tiebreaker. They're not playing, right? Uh, Whatever it It, is. Now, the reason why the Bucks are the first out is because they play the Packers uh, later in the year. And Green Bay is a a three-and-a-half, four-point favorite uh, in the ahead headline. I will trust that line to be sharp. And if that's the case, then the Packers will get in that way. As far as the Seahawks go, a really small story here. I was at the gym yesterday and one of the trainers uh, had his laptop uh, next to a bunch of weights. And he's like, Hey, be careful with the laptop. Well, I know to be careful with a laptop. It's like, well, what would happen if a weight hit it? And he's like, this whole thing goes down. Like we can't have the gym anymore if this laptop breaks. And I thought to myself, you know what? Oh my God. Infrastructures (laughs) and systems are very fragile. They're very fragile. If Geno Smith, is not 100% at all, this whole thing for the Seahawks will shut down. And I really believe that. If Drew Locke is playing significant time, there's no way they're making the playoffs. They are going to struggle down the stretch when we already were concerned about them to begin with. So Saints, Cowboys, Vikings, Packers, and then Seahawks-Bucks tie. Joe?
2: It'll be the Seahawks because, yeah, they have a much better conference record. I think that's how the tiebreakers would go because they're not going to play each other. But bucks are still below 500 in the NFC. I don't think they would uh, (laughs) surpass uh, Seattle. Wow. So Burrow's the laptop for sure. Watson, people thought he was a laptop. He's not the laptop. He's not. No, he's not a laptop. Not at all. That's insane to me. The whole thing shuts down. So it wasn't some random guy filming himself. Those weirdos at the gym. Let, let me oh, let me film so film you young, and everybody in the background. So I I'm, I'm sure it's way worse in California. I can't I can't no, imagine. Oh, no, you are not. Kidding. It's everywhere. It is the worst thing it's ever. yeah
1: yeah. It's
2: Paul's doing obnoxious. it and Jake's getting mad at that. Like during the kettlebell session,
3: <laughs> you ever catch me filming myself in the gym? Put me down. Take me out back. It's over. I hate yeah. those people. Oh, okay. you. know it's even okay, worse.
0: Seriously though. Yeah. Go ahead, yeah. Joe. No, the, the
2: people that then they decide, I'm going to call out this guy on camera because I think he <laughs> stared at me when I walked by. They're staring at you because you're filming them and you didn't even ask them right. if you could film, whatever. Yeah. Hey,
3: Jake, Joe, you if
0: looking? Jake takes some pre workout.
2: That's got to yeah, be so dumb, I'm right? they're in front of me. I see everybody. Look pants. <laughs> I see everybody. Ew, I dude. see
3: everybody is an insane line. <laughs>
2: Dude, it's like it's not even a head on a swivel,
3: up. it's like <laughs> <"Zoop."> <laughs> <laughs> all
2: right. Yeah. I, I know where the good spots to work out are. There's this guy working Fuck! out yesterday, he, he was like, I thought he was gonna die. I thought the good dude was gonna just drop dead right there, and he was trying to keep up. Like, it, I'm like, dude, take with a break, what please. with you, you going that hard, bro? The whole class, well, the, it's a class, so keeping up with that. Yes, it's like was? eighty in his eighties oh, yeah. doing it. I'm like, dude. that's risky. And then he he, he sat down on the <laughs> rower. He missed the seat. Like it was a whole thing. Oh, like, oh no! Oh,
3: broken hip.
1: That's oh,
2: that's Oh,
3: tough. oh,
2: oh my! Oh, I, do I, I keep going or do I help?
1: At eighty <laughs> yeah, doing right? orange theory, he gets an A. <laughs> on, on your own.
2: <laughs> he's way past sixties. Wait, he's got. He's got to be 70 we got a 20-year so.
3: gap here. Yeah, we're, we're like moving 85. the field goal posts now. Like, if you're looking at 85. No, I'm
2: like, if you look at no, 85. 85 I, I think he is. 60. Yeah, like, he, he was hunched <laughs> Then right. he should be
1: like. in the gym.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Man. Get that youth back. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I will say, park, well. man. The, some of those in. old dudes, though, they go hard. Like, there was a guy who used to work out at my old gym. Did. He didn't know what, he, and he, didn't know what no, he, he No, he did. He was probably in his 80s, but he was, like, putting up right. weight. Like, it was crazy. I was like, if I'm this guy, if I make it that far and I'm this guy, I've done something right. And the thing was, too, jeans. Always jeans and a cutoff. It was awesome. No.
2: Oh, the guys in the treadmill uh, with, the, with the jeans that are too short. Yeah. <laughs> Or the jeans. Oh, no, these, yeah, these were jeans.
3: full, like, they were full, like, baggy jeans cut off. This dude was in his laces, and he was just putting up weight. I loved this guy. And, like, beat I up basketball shoes. Like, no support. Yes. Dudes
1: yes. who wear jeans to the gym go hard. <laughs> I love that look. I mean, I would not mess with that.
0: Oh, that's jail for I'm... me. I couldn't disagree more. <laughs> jeans go no, like McDaniel.
3: I,
1: I don't respect, respect it, it man.
3: I
0: can't
3: Dan no.
1: Campbell 100% jeans to
2: the Definitely jeans
3: Dan, Jean, no. Dan Campbell shorts <laughs> guy. He's shorts no. guy no. for sure. Cut George. above the knee. No.
2: No, they're He's high, high risers the for sure. He's got Daisy really high shorts. He's like check out these quads. Yes. Dan Campbell, let <laughs> 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 me no, no.
0: question. Right. quad. What are no, your no. four
3: playoff picks, Joe? Your power rankings, oh, let's go. Oh. I'm
2: with Aaron Bucks. Let's go Bucks. They're the third favorite in the division. Wow. You can find a plus 450 right now. I, I'm good with that. Like, I was looking at Atlanta. I was like, okay, this division's up for grabs. It's got to be value somewhere, right? The, the matchups for Atlanta are tough. I don't like them moving forward. We're talking about good run defenses. Same. They still have to play New Orleans, Chicago, the Jets, the Bucks. Uh It's a tough path for them. And, you know, Tampa Bay still has the best receivers. They still have aspects of this team that is very good. They still haven't played Carolina. Every game on the schedule is winnable for Tampa Bay. I know they've been through a rough patch here, but um, you know, it's well, the schedule's easy for all those teams cuz the division is such trash. But hey, I'll take the value. I'll say the Bucks finish fourth. Cowboys uh, are the 5 seed with the, especially with the Eagles winning last night. I mean, we don't really need to get into that. You know, I've got since it's such a soft schedule, since there's so many winnable games there, I'm saying yeah, the Saints will get in, not via the division winner, but As a wild card, I put them at number six. There's too many easy games down the stretch for them. Giants, Rams, Falcons twice, too many easy games. I I slid the Seahawks down to seven. They do have the toughest remaining schedule in the NFC. Now, maybe some good news. It sounds like Geno's going to be good to go on Thursday. I don't know that it's going to matter. And uh, I wanted to say tie. I did not say tie. I went with uh, the first out. Green Bay Packers. It might be the Packers and the Vikings, but you guys are right about the Vikings trending up defensively. Offensively, I'm not sure that that's going to happen even with Jefferson, just with Dobbs down the final stretch. And yeah, Ed, I agree with you about Love and the Packers. Like This offense is getting better. It's young receivers learning on the job. He's clearly much better than what we saw, say, the first six weeks weeks of the year i know it's gonna be really tough next detroit and kc but then the schedule lightens up for minnesota they've got to face the lions twice in the last three weeks and that's when i think they end up dropping back so bucks cowboys st seahawks are four through seven packers out also the vikings
0: we are all entertaining the green bay packers to make the playoffs i'm seeing a plus 290 for a yes to make the playoffs Mm. are we all buying this
2: three to one
0: three to one
2: i would wait i would wait because of how it unfolds they're not beat maybe they steal the game but lions chiefs next Mm -hmm. i I, we're gonna get a better number in a couple weeks
1: i'd rather bet the bucks to win the division at four to one or better
0: i think that's strong yeah This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, who will wear the jorts in NFL Survivor? We've got options for Thanksgiving games and Sunday. That's right here on the BetQL Network.
3: We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM from
2: BetQL.
0: Welcome back to Beck all Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Time now to talk about Survivor, and certainly many pools are just asking you to pick one game for this week, but, say, Circa and other pools may also have a Thanksgiving pick required as well. That's probably fairly easy because pretty much all of these spreads are six and a half or larger. Uh, but to me, Sunday is a lot tougher to pick if you have to isolate one pick there. Uh, but, Joe, as far as... as... As far as any general survivor thoughts for this week, what stands out to you?
2: Yeah, so uh, in my pool, in week 11, we had 69 eliminated, 67 from Washington. One no pick, one Chargers pick. So it was just dodging the commanders. That's pretty much all you had to do this week, and you were probably fine. You know, there are a lot on Jacksonville, some of the other – Favorites, if you hadn't used the Bills, some people used the Bills, but uh, that, that was it. They took down most people. Now 93% of my pool is out. I, I know it's pretty similar. And every pool that I saw watching it was the most fit, most popular pick. It wasn't just mine. If you didn't use them in week one, everybody used them here. And then those people we're bounced. Uh, before we dive into the games, because I think it's fascinating. People are looking for games on Thursday Friday. And if you don't have one of those, that you're, it's going to be a tough decision come Sunday. But I'm not going to name any names. But I want to share with you an email that I received and get your thoughts. Now, we just finished up week 11 yesterday. Okay?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It was week 11. Here's the email. <laughs> I'm requesting a possible mulligan. Due to week 10 regarding Joe Burrow and a possible unreported injury. There's an NFL investigation regarding an unreported injury that may have existed prior to week 10. I don't know all the facts, but I'm just saying if the injury existed prior to the game and was reported as required, then I would not have picked the Bengals in week 10 due to an injury to the quarterback. Please let me know if you have any definitive information on this subject. And if it applies to week 10, I've already heard Paul turn his microphone
3: on. Banned for <laughs> life. Banned for life from every pool ever. Any pool you run, your, your baseball pool, any survivor pool, <sighs> squares. <laughs> Never gamble again.
0: Calcutta. I
3: Never gamble saying. again. Oh my God. You're out. Is, is,
2: this, is this the people begging for refunds online? Is that what this is? Or like oh, calling Bet yeah, MGM's
1: yeah. customer service to argue the bets they lost? Like I'm sure right. he's on that too.
3: Wait, didn't Julio to used to do tech. that? Oh. Like
1: I dated Dude. a guy who did that oh. in front of me once. So I was like, this and, is
2: oh but move. And by the way, <laughs> by the way, in that game, the game in question, it was against the Texans burrow through for 347 yards. Mm-hmm. Don't forget that part. 3 four, 347. Yeah. But yeah. So <laughs> Wait, I mean, wait, this isn't even
3: the it. Ravens game. That's what I'm That's saying. It's week 10.
2: We're talking about the yeah. Texans game.
0: <laughs> like you're you're going up against I, I, CJ I'm Stroud and you feel like you're going to win that game out. Okay, this you know this what? Here's to your me punishment. Real quick. Sounds real quick, like someone They lost
3: to the Texans, yeah. moved to Houston. That's what I wish on you. Move to Houston. You have, you have been banished Bad. to Houston for your life. Oh,
0: I've man. never heard Paul angrier about anything than stuff about Houston. That's that's the that's the problem there. Look, this I sounds mean, like people, a person who would like. Okay, what's the worst that could happen for asking? Like, oh, I can't lose anything. I'm already out of this pool. But if I send this email, the worst that can happen is I'll get a no. The best that can happen is I get back into this pool. And so if you're looking at, like, the cost-benefit analysis, I -hmm. understand sending out that email. But this is exactly why you need to have a harassment clause in your (laughs) survivor pool, Joe, to say, if anybody bothers me with stupid crap, you're done forever. So, include yeah. that legalese harassment clause right here right now. I'm sure you can make an amendment for this year, and everyone will agree to it. It's a
2: very good point, and you know, I, I told the guy I'm like, I think you know this is an impossible ask what, what you're presenting here like this is crazy <laughs> and and
0: Bur- and Burrow that was is awesome. the politest thing i that is way <laughs> lighter than I thought. you Where would is respond. that Joe for any of us ever? We never That, that would
2: be no show. good for the show. That would be terrible for the show. That'd be really boring. what <laughs> Diplom- <I> <laughs> Joe know
3: that this is
0: an impossible <laughs> <laughs> ask. Joe, I asked you for your power rankings. Thank uh, you for your email and your time. <laughs> Respectfully uh, yeah. yours.
2: I was Joseph trying to be o. nice, but but I was like Come on, dude. It's like, now you want to open a can of worms. Everybody who's had an injured quarterback all year, which by the way, like a dozen QB ones have gone down. Like, Come on. And they're lying about the injury report every week, no matter what the NFL tells them anyways. But uh, I just wanted to share that. That was the reaction that I was expecting. Okay. So I'm not completely crazy. Uh, I mean, yes, Ed, I had the same reaction. He's thinking I have nothing to lose. I really want to stay in this mm-hmm. pool. So let's take a shot in the dark. Like.
1: Maybe it's he kind should of... do multiple entries next year, then. Mm-hmm.
2: Maybe he did. Now, maybe uh, oh. <laughs> maybe I should take it as a slap in the face, like, this guy Joe is so dumb that he might actually fall for this. So, it, you could take it one of two ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Th- do there's you know where he too. lives? Close
1: mouths don't get fed. <laughs> I guess he was just trying to see what he could pull off.
2: Yeah. Nice try, Nice try. Mal. Yeah. let's try marky yeah. all right uh the largest point spreads that we have marky now Marks? there are five, Marks there, the are five <laughs> there are five games i may have added a y in, uh e-y there are five games that have These incredible are good a or more. In that
0: email joe
2: some <laughs>
1: is it my dad my dad's name we're back Mark. at the gym is it <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: Oh my <laughs> he hates all the right. Pool the pool, the, pool. <laughs> the survivor pool, guys.
2: All right. Uh, so we have lot, five large point spreads. Most of them Thursday, Friday, almost all of them. Now the San Francisco line went under a touchdown when we got word that it sounds like Geno Smith might be playing, but we'll still count that as one of them. So I, I think what most people are doing is okay between Dallas, Miami, KC, Detroit, San Francisco. Do I have any of these teams available in my pool? For instance. It's not many. Not many people have these teams. It's just a small handful on each team. So maybe people have used them all up. Four of the five play on Thursday or Friday. What else I find interesting, Ed, is that all five of these large point spreads are all divisional matchups. So if that's one of your rules, you might have to break said rule for, uh, for this week twelve.
0: And I think that's part of the exercise is at some point you can't avoid that. You have to pick a division game in all likelihood. Like I think it's difficult, if not impossible, to find a path to do that without, say, having a game where you're dealing with a much greater concern, like a small spread or a toss up, something like that. Uh, As far as how I split this up, as far as saying, okay, Thanksgiving, Black Friday. I'm stuck with the Lions, and I'm just fine with that. Mm. Yeah, I know the Packers could be live in this spot, but uh, the spread certainly suggests that Detroit should win this home game. Not to mention, the Lions don't have the greatest of success rates win in split safety coverage, but the EPA per dropback is eighth best in such defenses. Uh, The interceptions, the reputation – uh, to where they just don't allow a lot of deep passes, I think will matter in a game like this, where Jordan Love, I think, does want to chuck it a good bit more, but I think the Lions will prevent that a good bit. And I think with a young quarterback, if you force them to make short throws and have more dropbacks, and I think they're likelier for a bigger mistake in terms of a pick, a fumble, a stall drive, something like that. The Lions understand that. They are healthy in terms of the overall philosophy. So I'm fine with taking the Lions there. Maybe they don't cover the spread, but definitely think they can win the game. But as far as who I like for Sunday, this is a much tougher exercise because a lot of the games, if not all of the games, have really tight spreads. But... I'm going to go with the Minnesota Vikings here. Not a high confidence pick on my behalf, but I need to keep the Ravens for week 18 when they probably have a meaningful game for the division or a better seed. And I'm just scared of the chargers at this point. So I can't take Baltimore there, but I'm more than comfortable taking the Vikings. Uh, The defense has performed well against play action passing and that Bears D cannot stop any aspect I think of what Josh Dobbs wants to do I think it's a good get right spot for Minnesota here so I'm gonna back them for my Sunday survivor pick
2: okay now I, I am in still one pool and I have one spot left and for this pool I have not saved anyone each week mm-hmm. I was like I don't care if I stay alive in this pool cool I've just been taking the best pick on the board and not worried about the future value at all so this past week I took San Francisco week before that I took Dallas I just looked mm-hmm. of the five games that we talked about, those larger point spreads, I've used them all. So I'm forced to take a Sunday-Monday game because I wasn't saving anyone. uh, I used the Lions back in Week 8. And my other pool, I I did have Detroit available, which I probably would have used here. So here's my pick. I don't know the quarterback of this team. And I still say this is my pick on a Tuesday morning. Tommy DeVito's not beating Bill Belichick, okay? He's not winning back-to-back games. Give me New England. That's my pick. Wow.
0: Well, you don't have to worry about saving the Patriots. We know that much. That's not going to be a concern in this one.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what we've seen from the Giants, I like it. I mean, so you don't have Chiefs, Eagles, Ravens, Broncos, Vikings, no other choice.
2: Uh, Broncos. I have. Who the Broncos got? What's their that number? I think that was. Oh no, I use
0: Broncos actually. Oh. Forget that. Oh, okay. You did okay. okay. That,
1: I use oh. them too. Uh,
2: yeah, they're
0: two and a half point I, favorites against the Browns, but I, I mean, we're a Browns yeah, show. I wouldn't.
1: You love the it's Browns. A vision, yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. I, okay.
2: <laughs> there's. Let's see. Baltimore. They're a four point favorite. I use them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Titans. Yeah. I have available. They're a four point favorite against Carolina. Really? Titans minus four. We'll talk about that more tomorrow. I don't trust that.
3: Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll just,
2: I'll just say Devito's not going to win a game. He needed six turnovers on the right. other side to win, you know. And I know it's bad at the Patriots. It's really bad. Zappi sucks, but De- Devito shouldn't
1: even be a backup in this league, let alone starting game. So I'm with he you. Wasn't? Ugh. Yeah,
0: Montreal Alouettes quarterback Tommy Devito. That's exactly how this should go down for him. I, that game has a pick six written all over it. I don't know which defense will get it, and that's what right. makes me concerned. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. it's way too volatile. I I don't know, but anyway, this is BetQL Daily presented by Betmgm. Coming up next, Michael Felder dishes on his favorite plays for rivalry week in college football, and he shares some Thanksgiving food tips. That's right here on the BetQL Network.